for giving me the breath of life and for giving us salvation and bringing us together to his presence this morning. I also want to thank our district pastor and the executive for the privilege they've given me. I also want to thank the local presbytery for giving me the chance to minister to you this morning. If we have, can we sing this hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. one more time. Giving thanks always for all things to God, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Shall we pray? Our Lord and our Master Jesus, we thank you for bringing us this far. We thank you for the grace you have given us. We thank you for the salvation you have given us. We thank you for the many miles we've driven and the protection you've given us. Father, we thank you on behalf of our kids. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. As we've come before you this morning, speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.
And the Bible verse said, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning we are talking about giving thanks. What is giving thanks? As I was researching, I realized giving thanks is a vital part of human life. And if you notice, when I was giving the protocol, I gave thanks to the Most High God. I gave thanks to our district pastor and the executive. I gave thanks to the local presbytery for even giving me the chance. It's a vital human, it's, it's a vital thing about our lives, about Christians to always give thanks to God. And not only God, but to give thanks to also human. So it's normal, it's right thing to do to give thanks. But besides giving thanks, what else is there? Giving thanks signifies giving, acknowledging the authority of someone above you who has an influence on you. So when someone does something for you out of their ordinary, when someone gives you something which you are not eligible for, even if you are eligible for and they give it to you, you still give them thanks. Amen? And as you can go over your list, you realize that most of the things you've written down, you didn't accomplish it just by doing sake, but someone, somewhere, the Most High God blessed you with that. This week, I was feeling a little bit indisposed, so I went to the hospital to seek care. And even though I'm paying for the health care, after the doctor saw me and I was being discharged, I still said thank you to her even though I'm paying for it. So saying thank you to somebody is very important. How much more are we saying thank you to the Most High God? For the protection he has given us from January 1 to today, December 31st, 365 days. If you hired a bodyguard to protect you, imagine how much he or she will charge you. Have we looked at that? If you hired a bodyguard, if you hired a driver, drive me around today, how much is she, he or she going to charge you? But the Most High God protected us, took us from point one to point B, point A to B, from our home to church to our workplaces and brought us back safely. He deserves all the thanks this morning. And we are here to give him the thanks. Amen. When we say thank you, we are acknowledging the privileges we enjoy as believers. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 18 and 19. David said, oh God, is this how you treat everybody? The privileges you are enjoying, it's not by your might. David was saying that in response to, at a point in time when you are reading Second Samuel chapter 7, David decided to build an ark for the Most High God. And the Most High God was so pleased with his thought that he told David, David, you are not the one supposed to build a house for me. But just your thought, I appreciate what you are planning of doing. And because of that, I'll make you a generational name. I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you and bless you. And just... Offering this blessing on David, David said, O Lord, you have spoken to your servant. Is this the manner of man? Um, Is this how you treat everybody? 
Look at your life. Look at what you are going through. Look at the blessings the Most High God has blessed you with. And ask yourself, is this how he treats everybody? We were born with so many people. We grew up with so many people. But the pedestal God has placed us is above others. And because of that, we are saying thank you to his name. We bless him. We thank him. Amen. God deals with us in a special way. And because of how special he treats us, we are going to say thank you to him all the time. There are three types of thanksgiving that I want to draw attention to this morning. And the three types are giving thanks after an incident. We give thanks after an incident. When somebody gives you something, you say thank you to him or her. And it's the right thing to do. I want us to turn our Bibles to Exodus chapter 15 verse 1. Exodus 15 verse 1. Exodus 15, verse 1. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its riders he has thrown into the sea. David and the people of Israel, um, Moses and the people of Israel sang this song because of what the Most High God had done for them. What has the Most High God done for you this morning? My Nigerian people will say, I just want to say, Baba, oh, I just want to say, Baba, oh, I just want to say, Baba, oh, When you go back to Exodus chapter 14, when you get a chance, I want you to read it. But there are certain things I want us to highlight. At a point in time, the Israelites felt that as they were working on, they were walking on the desert, they, they told David, we should have stayed in Israel in slavery. That was how desperate they were. Are you at a point of desperation in your life? Are you at a point where you feel like, I shouldn't have even done this. I shouldn't have even followed Christ. I should have given up. I should have done what the world was doing. That would have made my life better. I want you to refer to Exodus 14 and know that the Most High God is going to sail you through the Red Sea. And he will take you from point A to point B. And at the end, you are going to give glory to his name. Amen. That is one type of thanksgiving I want us to take note of, giving thanks at the end of the event. The second thanksgiving I want us to look at is giving thanks before the battle. 
Tell, tell your neighbor, giving thanks before the battle. That is one hard thing to do. But thanks be to God that we have some Christian believers who are able to give thanks before the battle and we can look up to them and practice that. And as we are doing that, the Most High God is going to take us from one point to the other. I want us to read John chapter 11, verse 41. John 11, 41. John 11, 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you, for you have heard me. Father, I thank you, because you have heard me. This is what Christ said before he rose Lazarus from the dead. This is what he said before he rose Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus has been dead for a few days. He had been buried. But when Christ got there, this is what he said. Father, I thank you for you have heard me. That signifies the importance of giving thanks in everything that we do. Before the battle, before Christ faced the battle with death, he said, Father, I thank you for you have heard me. Can we say same in our lives? Are we going to thank the Most High God for hearing us even before we get into 2024? Are we going to thank the Most High God in all our doings if we are stepping out of our house to our workplaces, if we are stepping out of our house to our campuses, are we going to thank God even before we step out? That is what the Most High God did. And the, Most High, and the Lord God heard him. Another example I want us to take, take into account is 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. This talks about a king called Jehoshaphat. At a point in time, he was fighting three armies at the same time. If you have your Bibles with you, I want us to open to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. 2 Chronicles 20, 21. And I read... After consultation with the leaders of the people, he determined that there should be a choir leading the march, clothed in sanctified garment and singing the song. Amen. And I'm reading from the projector. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love, endure it forever. This is what Achan did. When he was faced with three armies, the Ammonites, the, the Midianites, and the Meunites. These armies came, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Meunites. These armies came to attack the king and his people. And instead of the king getting his army in shape, singing war-chanting music and getting ready for battle, he sat down 
with his people and they praise the most high God. That is the power of praise we are going to experience in the upcoming year. And this is one hard one we have to do. Because if we send praises up, the most high God is going to come down and listen to our pleas. As he was praying and praising and thanking the most high God, when you read down, it makes us understand that who came to attack him fought and killed themselves. That is what we are going to experience in the upcoming year. If we give thanks to God before we enter into battle. Amen. King Jehoshaphat was attacked unprovoked by these three nations. To the youth in here, at times you are going to face challenges. Pressure from our families, from mom and dad, do this, do this major, do that, do this. But through that, I want us to say a praise to the Most High God, and he's going to direct our path. Amen. To our single ones in here, if we go on our knees and we thank the Most High God, we praise him before any situation we are going through, I'm sure the Most High God is going to prevail. Because he is a God who did it some few years ago. He's a God who is doing it currently. And he's the same God who is going to do it tomorrow. All we have to do is to give him the thanks and give him the praise he deserves. And he's going to transform our situation. God received his thanks and praise and he sent redemption to his people. Are we sending thanks and praise to the Most High God before the battle we are encountering? If we do that, he will send redemption to us. Amen. To the youth who are in school, if you are facing challenges with your grades, with professors, and every other thing else, it's a battle you are facing. But I encourage you, Instead of complaining and nagging and not knowing what to do, put your knees down, praise the Most High God. Be thankful, and I can assure you, I promise you, he's going to give you the redemption you need. Amen. That is the second, time, um, the second type of praise, the second type of thanksgiving. The first one we talked about is giving thanks to God at the end of a redemption, and the second one we talked about is giving thanks to him even before you go through an issue. The third type of praise or thanksgiving I want us to talk about is giving thanks to God in the midst of a temptation or a trial. We have to give thanks to God even when we are in the temptation or the trial. Daniel was in a battle in Babylon about his faith. And what did Daniel do? He went on his knees and he praised God. There are so many people in the Bible we can refer to who exercised their faith and praised the Most High God even in the darkest times they were going through. And through that, the Most High God came and redeemed them. And he's the God who did it yesterday he will do it today, and he's going to do it tomorrow. All we have to do is to follow his instructions 
and do as he says. Amen. As I was researching on people who were able to exercise their faith and give thanks to the Most High God, even in the midst of temptations, I found one person, his name was Joseph Muller. And he lived in the 1800s. He was an evangelist who had an orphanage. And reading the story about him, I learned that one morning, he didn't have food for the kids under his care. And instead of this man panicking, all he did was he woke the kids up in the morning. They did their chores, cleaned, and did whatever they are supposed to do. And after that, he gathered them and they started praising God, not knowing where their next meal is going to come from. But as they were praising and thanking God, there was testimony. As they were praying and thanking God, reading the story, it indicates that as they were praying and thanking God, a baker came in and delivered 100 loaves of bread to them, just for free, for not doing anything. And the baker said, yesterday, an angel of God came and told me I should bake this bread and donate to you. And we all know eating bread just like that will give you constipation. And that is not the state we want to find these kids in. And as they kept praising and thanking God, someone also delivered milk to them. And the story he said was, I was driving to deliver milk to the next town. But as I reached here, my car broke down. This story happened in the 1800s. So I'm sure they didn't have storage capacity for these milks. And what did he do? Instead of letting the milks go bad, he brought all the milk he had in his van and donated to the orphanage. This is the God we are serving. If we only acknowledge him before a battle, if we acknowledge him in the midst of the battle, he's going to show himself and do wonders. There is power in giving thanks. And as we are getting into the year ahead, I want us to experience that power by giving thanks in everything that we do. Before, in the midst, and after. And as we are doing that, God will reveal himself to us. In conclusion, we have to graduate and move on from giving thanks at the end of an incident. There is one Bible verse which I like so much. And as I was researching, I realized, let's turn our Bibles to Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. David said, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. He was acknowledging the presence of God even in his down moment. Do we acknowledge God in our down moment? The Most High God is an omnipresent God. It's everywhere. He is with us. He is in us. He does everything with us. But do we acknowledge him as David did? I'm sure when David was writing this, he was in the darkest point. Because he said, in the deepest valley, in the darkest valley. If you have experienced darkness before, you attest to the fact that when it's dark, it's dark. 
but this is a darkest valley. The sun doesn't shine that much in the valley, does it? But David in the darkest valley acknowledged that God is with him. Are we going to acknowledge God even in our darkest moment? Even when we are going through stuff which we cannot say to any other person? If we acknowledge him, he's going to be with us and he's going to redeem himself. May the Lord bless us. May he help us to give thanks in everything that we go through before the battle, in the midst of the battle, and at the end of the battle, so that glory, honor, adoration be, will be given unto his name. We thank the Lord and we bless him. Amen.